Welcome to Season 2 with Dr. Annette West. This show is coming to you from a holistic and faith-based view, sharing varied topics, occasional interviews, and discussions. The purpose of this show is to help us to build up our mind, our body, and our spirit. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Sax Love for allowing this show use of his jazz instrumental, Funk Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West's topic for today. Hi everyone, Dr. Annette West here. I want to speak today from the topic of successful parenting. Successful parenting. And I wanna talk about four different areas. The first one I wanna talk about is parenting styles. And I'll talk about five different styles. Then I'm going to talk about parenting role changes. And I will talk about five areas there. Then I want to address how we can nurture godly character in our child. And then the last thing that I want to talk about on today is how to help our children develop independence and confidence. I'm sure that you know people who have children and you may have children and the way that you have been developing your children is not necessarily the same way that someone else has been developing their children. You may see some things that are right and some things that are wrong. And you may be doing some things that are wrong. And so you may not notice what's wrong in someone else. But I'm hoping that I can help you in this regard on today. Because how parents parent their children will affect the development of their children as well as their behavior. So I want to start out talking about the five styles of parenting. One of them reflects on the heart of God and healthy, constructive parenting. And the other four are unhealthy ways of parenting. So let me start with the unhealthy ways of parenting first. The first one is the domineering parent. This parent seeks to control a child's behavior. These parents tend to think in black and white. These parents tend to be very controlling, very inflexible. They tend to be critical of their, ch their child or children. They tend to 
be performance oriented and not child and people focused. Some of the outcomes from this behavior of the parents could be that the child becomes rebellious. They begin to buck up against what the parent is doing. They become fearful of failure. They become bitter. They become overly sensitive to criticism. They could be very beneficial to their growth from others. They can even be underachievers or overachievers. The second parenting style is the doting parent. They want to control how their child feels. These parents, they fall easily in their desperation to achieve harmony in the family. They'll just let it go. They want to be too helpful. They want to rescue the child from everything. They want to overprotect the child. But some consequences of this for the child could be that the child becomes spoiled, rotten, as we say sometimes, where nobody wants to be around that child. They can become manipulative, disrespectful, helpless, and even irresponsible. The third type of parenting is a dependent. Here the parent seeks to control the child's behavior and their feelings. The parent tends to be very possessive, suspicious all the time. They don't see the child. What are you doing? You must be doing something wrong. They want the child to tell them everything, but they haven't built up a relationship for that. The parent tends to be very controlling, inconsistent, and very manipulative of the child. This child may become very fearful, passive, indecisive, jealous, or deceitful. Then the fourth one is the detached parent. This parent seeks to avoid responsibility for a child's failures. This parent established no boundaries. They had no follow through. They tend to be very ambivalent, uninvolved, and apathetic. Oftentimes, these children tend to be very self-sufficient, they can become emotionally hardened. They may become insecure, underachievers, and rebellious. But listen, there is hope. Because number five is the one that you want. You want to be the developing parent. The parent who seeks to teach your child and develop your child in godly characters. These parents are very loving they are very kind. They are very compassionate to their children. They encourage their children. They are able to comfort their children and they are sincere in how they engage their children. As a result, these children tend to grow up and be secure in who they are. They tend to be very honest and wise in their dealings. They are very compassionate and confident. I have groomed my children to be that way and they have and they are grooming their children that way. I've heard the conversations, especially from my son and his wife and their two teenage kids, 14 and 16, and how they are willing to talk to their parents about just about everything that's going on, what's going on in school, how children are behaving, um, when they have issues about the way children act and when children are being cruel to others, how it makes them feel. 
but they have taught their children the godly characteristics to have good and positive morals and to do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. So there is yet hope that as parents, even if we don't have the best practices in place, we can find out what varied practices are and then make a determination to flow into that which will build the best character for my child. We're getting ready to move to number two. The second thing I want to talk about is parental role changes as your child grows. When babies are first born, they are infants. At this point, they, they, we're in the bonding stage. Infants' needs are met by forming an attachment to their parents. Parents' job is to help that baby feel secure. They caress the baby. They cuddle the baby. They talk to the baby. They sing to the baby. They read scripture to the baby. They read stories to the baby. They put in the time and attention that is needed. They pray over their babies. But the infant moves from that stage to the toddler stage. This is a time of exploration. They say when children get two, they often start acting out. It's terrible tunes. This is a time when toddlers begin to be very intensely curious about everything around them. They become, they are unaware of dangers and they, but they want to explore everything. They want to touch everything. It is the re parent's responsibility at this time to encourage the child's curiosity, but to do it in a protected environment. At this time, toddlers begin to separate from their parents. They want to be independent. They want to put their own shoes on. They want to go to the potty by themselves. They want to begin to feed themselves. Parent been doing it all this time. It's now time for that baby who is now a toddler to begin to do some things for themselves. And so the parent to help in this effort needs to not overreact or squelch the spirit of the child during this time, this season. The next area that they develop into is the preschooler age. This is the testing stage. This is when preschoolers push against the rules to test the limits. They begin to establish structure, their own structure, but the parents have to make sure that they have designed a structure and they hold to that structure and they begin to set consequences to the actions of the child and that they follow through with them. Because at this time, they're in school, they're connected to other children, they see the other behaviors, they hear the other conversations, and they begin to pick up words and habits from these children. And parents will need to ensure that they are consistently teaching their children how to reflect the compassion and the character of God. The next area is the elementary school age. This is the acceptance stage. At this age, 
Children are seeking acceptance from different groups. They want to be liked most often. They want to be in the know. They want to be a part of various activities. They want their acceptance affirmed. Parents need to remind their children during this season of their God-given worth. At this stage, they want to be pleasers. And since they want to be pleasers at this point, it's a great time for parents to instill in them more godly character. And then the last stage here is the teenager stage. This is when teenagers begin to identify who they are. They want to define who they are. They want to define their own set of values. We often see their clothes changing, their hairstyles changing, the way they talk changing. Sometimes the friends they want to connect with changing. Parents at this time can increase the exposure to godly role models for their children. Teens are very idealistic and they often ask a lot of questions about their purpose and role in life. And parents, if, if parents have built a right relationship with their children, then the children will feel comfortable talking to the parent about whatever it is that's going on in their world. And the parent will have the opportunity to share more about the plan and the purpose that God has for their life so that they can be more like Christ. And I'm going to get ready to move into the third area. I want to share with you some ways that you can nurture godly character in your child. First of all, we need to have a home life that is structured and conducive that shows that God's word is truth in our home. Children learn what they see. Children learn what they hear. And it is the response, the responsibility of the parent to teach the child constructive problem solving. So I want to share some wise parenting strategies that um, have helped me and although my children are grown, it's helping me with my children, with my grandchildren, and I'm seeing my children use them with their children because we want our children to become compassionate, loving, and to be self-confident. One of the things that we can do to help them nurture godly character is to learn to love and listen attentively with our ears and with our hearts when they talk. Get to really know your child. Get to really know the heart of who they are. Ask them, talk to them about their dreams. What are their aspirations? What do they desire to do? Do they have any fears? What are their feelings about different things? What do they like and they dislike? And learn how to listen without judging them. Learn how to understand them, even if you don't agree with them. Another thing that we can do as parents to nurture godly character in our home is we can show love openly and unconditionally to our spouse. 
How parents relate to each other is reflected in how their children will learn how to relate to others. We want to show them security. We want to show them that the parents love each other and are engaged and are connected. Another thing we want to do is we want to show them how to forgive. When we do something, if we say something wrong to our children, we should come back and we should apologize to our children. We should ask them to forgive us because we want to teach them godly behaviors. And when we wrong someone, if we have opportunity to ask for forgiveness, we should do that. We need to learn how to also daily nurture and affirm our children. We need to praise them regularly. I tell my children every day or every time that I talk to them that I love them. I talk to my daughters every day, sometimes more than once during the day. And we always end with mommy, I love you, I love you, or something positive. Whenever I talk to my son, hi, mommy, I love you. Hey, baby, I love you. We develop that type of relationship. So we need to do that. It's so very important that we learn how to praise them, that they don't have to go out and seek approval from others. We need to be willing to share appropriate boundaries age-appropriate boundaries. Sometimes parents set boundaries when children are 10 and they want those same boundaries in place when they are 17. No, you need to be in the bed at eight o'clock. No, adjust accordingly. Also setting rewards for your children when they stay within boundaries. When you see that they're consistently coming home on time, maybe on occasion say, you know, well, this time I'm going to give you an extra 30 minutes. I'm going to give you an extra hour with your friends this time. Also, love them and love them hard. And I can't stress that enough. When we love them, they don't have to look for love in uh, in all the wrong places. When we build them up, they don't have to go look for someone else to build them up. They will already be built up when they go forward. As parents, it is our job to structure our households that develop godly character in our children. And I'm going to go to the last one. And the last thing, the fourth area that I want to talk about today is how we can help our children to develop independence and confidence. And there's two words and the two words are let go. At some point, you have to let go. We have to remember that the children that we have been given, they are a gift from God, but they are a temporary gift for God that they're going to come into their own. They're going to have to be able to make their own decisions and that we pray that what we have instilled with into them, that they will follow the godly truth. We have to ensure that we, that we pray more for them 
and that we trust in God's personal involvement in their life. The less possessive we've been as they have been processing through the different stages, it will be easier for us to allow them to become who they are supposed to be in the Lord and not who we feel they are supposed to do to be. So we have to let go of the notion that our children are an extension of ourselves, that we want to live vicariously through them. No, they need to come into their own and we need to be willing to let go. We need to let go of the desire to tell our children everything that they need to do. We want to possess them. We want to control them. Their every thought. We want to give them a hard time about everything. Forgetting that just like we have a free will to choose, they have a free will to choose also. So let go of the desire to possess them. Let go of your expectations for their life and let them develop their own expectations. Yes, you might be a doctor and you wanted them to be a doctor and you always talk to them about being a doctor, but they don't want to be a doctor. Allow them to become who they are willing to vest in to be the best that God would have them to be. Now, this one is going to be real hard for some of you. But let go of jumping every time they call for something or every time they get in trouble, you put yourself in financial strait based on bad behaviors that you taught them not to have. And they go ahead and do it anyway. And you wind up blessing them for their wrongdoing. So let go of jumping in to save your child from failures. And those of us who want our children to just love us, love us, love us, they do love us. They do love us. But there comes a point where they have to make some choices and we might not like those choices. So we have to let go of just wanting to keep the harmony no matter what. Sometimes the harmony ain't there, but as long as Christ is there and we know how to handle the situations the right way, it'll work out. Allow them to spread their wings and go forward. And this is a big one for many because I've seen too many people who, when their children graduated from high school, they were totally lost. They didn't know what to do. I've even seen people who groomed their kid. Their last child went to, they had two kids. I've seen this a couple of times. They had two kids. One went to, went to college. Then the other one graduated. Then they felt lost and lonely. And so they have one that's 21 and one that's 18 just graduated and they get pregnant because they need they need someone to take care of. They never really took care of themselves. They never nurtured themselves. And they felt like their primary identity was only in their children, not realizing that their children were going to need to move forward and move on and have their own lives. So parents, some of us need to let go of our children being our identity. Too many marriages have broken up because the couple vested all of their time, all of their attention, everything on their children. 
And then once the children, the last child left the house, they had nothing in common. They hadn't built a strong marriage. So yes, our Psalm 127, three and four says, sons, and he's gender neutral here, are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward from him like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. We have children. They are a heritage from the Lord. They are a reward, but they belong to God. They do not belong to us. As I said, we have them on hold for a season to nurture them, to develop them in the godly characters. And then we allow them to flow so that they can continue to build godly character on their own with the Lord. So that's what I wanted to share with you on today. I hope it has encouraged someone that if you need to change some ways of doing some parenting, there's hope for you. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have not subscribed to this podcast on Apple iTunes or your favorite platform, please do so today. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. Join my mailing list at drannettewestministries at gmail.com. Also, purchase a copy of my newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit on Amazon or at drannettewestministries.org webpage. Keep tuning in every week. I guarantee you will be blessed.